Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, guys? This is the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Lexi, <laughs> and we just started and we're off the rails already. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, but yeah, this is the Talking the Star oh, podcast. Listen, Skype shouldn't give me background to be able to choose. It's their fault. Well, as if you're watching this, which we hope you are, you can see that oh, Dalton's back. about that. That's yeah, right. there, there's a reason that we do this all on video now, so... You guys can obviously see why we are off the rails already. And <laughs> now Dalton is in a cartoon spaceship, it looks like. And this kind of perfectly describes the cowboy season, just a complete, utter disaster. Um, <laughs> so, But we're, we're actually going to be positive today, guys, I promise. Um, Cowboys played a, a good game, a pretty good game, on Sunday against a really good Steelers team. Now that Steelers team didn't play to their... Best of their abilities, but we, we got some positives to take out of that game, and that's what we're going to spend most of the day doing. We appreciate everyone listening again. This is Talking the Star. I'm your host, Connor Livesy, here with Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. Didn't get to do that introduction because of how quickly this, this show <laughs> started. Uh, but uh, excited to be here tonight. Excited for everyone listening, and we are going to give you guys a, a ton of content we got a lot to talk about today, so we're going to dive straight in. Um, before we get to that, that Steelers game, obviously, if you haven't heard, uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to be out four to six weeks with a broken foot, which is, Dalton, I know you. I saw a tweet from you earlier. This is his second foot injury um, yep. in as many as two years, right? 2018, yeah. is that when it popped off? So Yeah, uh, other foot, so it's not the same foot, which I that's guess good. is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um but hopefully that's the last time he, he fractures a bone in his foot. And I didn't know I didn't know what the first one was spe- specifically because there's so many different kinds of fractures uh, of your foot. Um, and so, you know, if it's a Jones fracture or something like that, it, which it obviously isn't because of the, the time frame, I forget which one it actually is. But it's it's not super serious if he's if they think he's going to be back in four to six weeks or, or just quite, you know, just barely miss out on, on the rest of the season. And right. uh, it, it's good that we, we know it's not anything more serious than that right now. Yeah. And I mean, obviously it, it sucks because, you know, he was kind of rounding into form. Um, you yeah. felt like he'd probably had some of his better games, you know I mean? Again, you know, we go back to the, 
the Philly game, yeah, he did have two interceptions, but he also gave up some big plays. So, he, But we f- still felt like he was getting a lot closer to where we were hoping he would be at that point in the year. Um, Cole, with that injury now happening, I wanted to ask you kind of what you think the, the plan's going to be in place to hopefully pick up the slack for what they'll be missing with Diggs not, not on the field and – I mean, as much as a roller coaster ride as his rookie season has been, he's been a consistent, you know, factor mm-hmm. in that defense. And with him coming out, you're hoping maybe Cheeto can be back. But if not, where do they go? Yeah. Well, first I want to say it's pretty impressive that you know Diggs tried to return to the game and played a snap on his foot even after that happened. Kind of shows how you know tough he is and all of that kind of stuff, which is what you want in a rookie. With I know frustrated with some certain players on the team maybe not uh, giving as much effort or playing through injury or whatever the case is. It's kind of cool to see that he's willing to, uh, you know, play through all of that. But, yeah, it's Cowboys are definitely hoping they can get something out of Ouizier as he comes back to the field. Um, obviously, he's been on IR. They haven't really had him for this season. And he's been a big missing piece in that secondary. He's had an up-and-down career, but he's a guy that you want out there. He's a guy that you trust more than – what they're putting out on the field right now, especially without Trevon Diggs um, for the next four to six weeks or however long that ends up being. Um, it's no secret that this secondary is not very good. Um, they played pretty well this past weekend. Um, uh, the week before, they played Carson Wentz, so that's always a good recipe for success um, for that secondary. But, yeah, they definitely need a woozy to step up if he is indeed able to return to the football field. Um Anthony Brown gave up a touchdown against Pittsburgh, but he's a he's another one of those veteran guys that they're going to be counting on. Um, I would like to see not at the cornerback position, obviously, but I do want to see a little bit more of Donovan Wilson as the season um, progresses. They need some guys that can produce in the secondary uh, moving forward. I mean, this season's basically, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is a lost cause um, as far as postseason hopes, unless the Eagles absolutely just forget how to play football. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who can develop and who can, you know, take that next step and see, show this coaching staff that they have what it takes to be real big time players, um, impact starters next year. I think Wilson's a prime candidate for that. Yeah, no, that was a lot of good information. Um, I do want to dive in into this last week's game, uh, week eight again, or week nine, I should say, um, against the Steelers. Uh, that was probably the best football game that we've seen post Dak injury um, from sure. a. Comp- for, I mean, special teams, well, defense, offense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably the best game they've right. played all year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, real. I mean, the offense was really good in some of those games that they lost, but from a complete, you know, mm-hmm. three phases perspective, like that was probably the the best game um, from a full team standpoint that we've seen. So I did want to take away, uh, kind of get away from some of the negativity. I know the, the show has been pretty negative here recently, you know, and, and, and I think we've been fair with our negative opinions and, and, you know, our, our, I say hatred towards the team, but when, when it's been as bad as it's been, it's hard to be positive about a whole lot, but I feel like we can take some positives from that loss and, uh, maybe look into the future and, uh, with a positive perspective. So um, Dalton, I'll let you start. Maybe talk about some of the things that stood out to you in that game. Players, plays, schemes that you kind of take take away and go, man, I, I have some confidence in this team going forward now. Yeah, so my two big things are both on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, one of those things is 
Um, the defense in the back half looks a lot more connected now. Uh, so what I mean by that is everybody seems to, for the most part, be doing their job. Now, they have simplified things in the secondary when it comes to the coverages that they're running. But they're still, you know, shaking things up here and there. And everybody is in the, the right place at the right time for the most part, which is something that we definitely couldn't say for the first couple of weeks. Uh, the other thing is I need to bring up Neville Gallimore. Uh, this was his coming out game. And yeah. I know that we're being positive here and he was fantastic. I didn't expect anything from him this year. Um, he was kind of thrust into a starting position or a, a heavy rotation uh, with the Tristan Hill injury after the Gerald McCoy injury. Um, and so whatever we get from him, you know, as a rookie is good because he was such a raw player coming out of Oklahoma. Seeing these sorts of flashes um, really go towards what his ceiling was as a prospect. And if we can get that a little bit moving forward, we can have something really, really good with Neville Gallimore. Yeah, and real quick, I mean, I think it was good to see it against a pretty solid interior. I mean, again, like, I don't think Pittsburgh interior is elite yeah, I mean, by any I, I, think, I think DeCastro is a pretty good right guard. I think yeah. Pouncey's on the mm-hmm. point to where he's kind of washed. Um, that, that offensive line has kind of taken a step back, but, like, they can all pass protect. And, right, right. honestly, Gallimore doesn't bully the heck out of them. Right, yeah. and, I mean, again, like I said, it's just it's nice to see it again. Like, if it was against, you know— I'm trying to sit here and think who just has an atrocious offensive line right now, but you know, the Eagles. Yeah, right, right. When they got you know Jason Kelsey's out and Lane Johnson's out and they're playing their bad interior guys, like if you would have had those a few of those plays against an offensive line like that, it's like was it the offensive line? But I still think Pittsburgh's offensive line is good enough to yeah. where you do have to give that credit to Gallimore and not discredit it because of how poor you know technique wise those guys are size wise or experience wise like those are a lot of experienced you know big strong athletic guys who he really just dominated like you said so it was great That's, to see it's good to see gallimore really step up because they're getting a leg- really big impact out of cd lamb trevon diggs i mean they're getting guys out of this rookie class that are not only playing but making like in- they're playing impact snaps they're very important snaps they're making big plays uh, obviously cd lamb has been a big time player this year Diggs, like y'all mentioned, was on track to really uh, showcase that he can start in this league and be a big-time player in that secondary. He was putting together some games where uh, he was really showing up against good competition before he went down. And seeing Gallimore kind of – he has been quiet for most of the year. And seeing him have a breakout game like that, that's to really give you confidence. Because we, we are all high on the draft class um, going into the year. But to see some of that come to fruition is um, really pleasing to watch. Cole, do you? I mean, I know you, you kind of touched on what Dalton had, had said a lot of, but do you have a few positives that you can take away from that Pittsburgh game and, and yeah. kind of look forward to going forward? Yeah, the offense really um, looked like they knew what they were doing. I mean, the last <laughs> few weeks, they, you really didn't know what to expect. Um, you weren't sure if the quarterback, whoever was behind center, was going to be able to have enough time to throw throw the ball. You weren't sure we were going to get from the run game. You weren't. Sure. I mean, C.D. Lamb had a few big draw. I just praised him. He has a few big drops against Washington. Um, nobody really showed up in the last couple of games. It was really dreadful to watch. And it's not like they lit up the scoreboard or, or anything against um, Pittsburgh. But they finally looked like they uh, are capable of moving down the field. And really, uh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> probably the perfect word. Um, they weren't like 
going to win you a fantasy game or they weren't going to, you know, threaten the Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott or anything, but they looked like they could move down up and down the field. They looked like they can convert third downs. Um, Garrett Gilbert really looked confident in the pocket. He looked poised. Um, would have been easy for him to kind of uh, go back in the shell um, when the Steelers started making their comeback and all of that. But he, um, he led the Cowboys down the field and gave them a chance to uh, win that game there at the end. Um, just ran out of time. But yeah, I, I think, the offense is really – I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about the defense, and rightfully so. They've been very disappointing this year, and they've showed up against a really good offense with a lot of different weapons, especially at the wide receiver position. But to see the offense finally look like they have some um, life, I mean, it looked like you could put a fork in them, they were going to be done and uh, return to see any anything of semblance from the offense. But to see uh, Kellen Moore be able to – um, scheme some things up to see Garrett Gilbert look confident in the pocket. All of that kind of stuff was really, I thought, encouraging, even if they didn't get the win. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and a few things that I wanted to take away too is uh, I'll, I'll do these together, but I think Randy Gregory looked fantastic um, against the run, which he made a few big plays against the run where him and Gallimore really stepped up on, the, on a, a few plays and really, uh, Really had some really nice snaps together against the run, um, but he also had some hits on Big Ben. I think he led the team in pressures with five. So, I mean, that's just huge going forward because you look at the top of this draft where you think How you're going to be. is he now? I don't know. He's, he's got to be. 270 almost. I mean, he looks 265, 270. 20 pounds more than he used to be. Yeah, he's, yeah. He I, looks big. I would say so too. And, and I just think him playing well is so I mean and again like he when he's been on the field for the Cowboys like he's been a good player it's just mm-hmm. obviously been you know he hasn't been able to stay on the field but um you know going forward into 2021 you know at the top of this draft class there's not many edge rushers that stand out and the ones that do don't really fit that right defensive end mold the the outside linebacker mold that Mike Nolan's kind of has Randy Gregory playing where you know it's just there's not that type of dude at the top of this draft where you're going to draft him in the top five and know that he's going to be that 10 to 15 sack guy for you. Um, there's a few good players at the top of the draft, but no one that I just think is going to be that Nick, Nick or Joey Bosa or, or just that type of player. Um, so, you know, I think that if you can go into 2021 and know that you'll get some play out of Randy Gregory, which I'm not sure what his contract situation is. I feel like he just signed somewhat of an extension recently um, to keep him here for, the foreseeable future. I could be wrong on that, but to, you know, if Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory are two two edges, you feel solid about that position. And then the other guy who I thought played his first good game of the year was Tyron Crawford. Um, it wasn't fantastic by any means, but um, he had uh, a blocked you know field goal. He had multiple other snaps on special teams where he almost blocked kicks that I think caused some misses on the extra point. Um, he made a few, I think he had the strip sack, if I'm not mistaken, that was called back. So you got, you know, a little bit of good play out of him too, which is something, you know, you have, I mean, he's been terrible, you know, almost just dreadful for the the Cowboys. And, and again, you know, if you get that competent play from those defensive tackles and defensive line, it makes that struggling secondary look a little bit better. It makes those linebackers look a little bit better. And then the last thing I wanted to point out is I thought Leighton Vander Esch had a great game. I've been pretty hard on him here recently. Um, Still some things he can improve on with his angles. He got absolutely turned around on a run that he still made the tackle on. It shows the athlete he is, but he, uh, 
he got twisted around pretty good, but um, I think he's he's improving as he's been on the field. He's knocked off some of that rust from injury um, and is starting to play like a player that we, we hope that he can be for the, the future. Um, the other guy beside him is still not good at football and still needs to be taken off the field, in my opinion, but that's a discussion for another day, I think. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's uh, that's what we got for now. We're going to take a break and come back. And I do want to talk a little bit about uh, maybe some of the other things that we saw in this game from more of a scheme perspective, take the players out of it, and maybe some of the things we saw from the special teams unit because they had a great day. Uh, Zerline was really good. The punt teams were really good. The kick, we, actually, we had a big kickoff return after a penalty. So there's a lot of things that we saw from John Fossil's unit that I feel like we need to take some time and give credit to because we crush them when they aren't good. And then I also want to look at this bye week. Um, the Cowboys aren't going to practice uh, on Wednesday because of coronavirus outbreak in Pittsburgh, and they just obviously played Pittsburgh. But if we expect any sort of changes or, or additions, um, come come this bye week, because that's that's the time where a lot of teams decide to make some moves and and make some changes if we see those things happening. So we're going to talk about that a little bit when we come back. We are talking the star. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back on the Talking the Star podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, here with Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. Uh, Give us all all a follow on Twitter, at ConnorNFLDraft, at Cole L. Patterson, and at Dalton B. Miller. I uh, want to always give a big shout out to Blogging the Boys, SB Nation, and Vox Media uh, for giving us the platform to host this podcast. We enjoy doing it. We hope you guys enjoy listening, so keep doing so. Uh, click that subscribe button uh, on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Just search Blogging the Boys, click subscribe, and you'll get every show that the Blogging the Boys podcast feed does, which it's a ton of them now, six, seven, eight shows, uh, a lot of different people, a lot of different opinions. Um, so you'll you'll get to hear a lot of content coming uh, to your ears about the Dallas Cowboys from the Blogging the Boys staff. So uh, make sure you click the subscribe button and uh, keep following along. We appreciate the uh, the efforts. We appreciate the listeners and we appreciate the subscribers and, and keep it up. We appreciate it. So uh want to get into a little bit of the special teams. It's been a, a poor year for the Cowboys special teams again, but I thought Sunday was the first game that we see that we saw since the watermelon kick where you go, wow, the special teams had a big impact in a positive way on this game. Um, we saw some some trickery in the 
the punt toss back that yeah. almost looked like it was going to be disastrous, <laughs> but it yeah. ended up working well. Uh, <laughs> we had a few other good returns. We had, um, you know, Zerline was 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 perfect on field goals and extra point. Um, and then we had the the big kick return as well from Rico Dowdle. So a lot of positives to talk about. Uh, Dalton, I'll start it off with you. Is that something that you see that's just needed some time to develop in going forward, or was that a one-hit wonder from John Fossil and his special teams unit? No, I mean, John Fossil has been long regarded as one of the best special teams coaches in the entire you know, game of football. And so I expected good things to come from his special teams. Now, there's a difference between expecting that from a coach and still having a, a punter that's obviously terrible. <laughs> and, you know, part of that, I guess, is you, you can chalk up to injury. Sure, fine. He's been injured for like three and a half years now. So why were we not trying to replace <laughs> him? And I think now that you have another punter, they, you know, are giving Marquette King a, a kickoff tryout, whatever. Um, looks like they might be finally trying to replace what has been a really weak spot on this Cowboys team, and, and that's been the punt team. I think Greg Zerline's been fine so far this year. Um, and then obviously, like, the, the punt return was dope. It was so cool because... You had it all. I mean, you had Goodwin fake an injury on the other side of the field to really sell it. The throw, he almost drops it. <laughs> like, everything went hilariously well on that play, and that obviously gets called back for penalty. But, I mean, I, I thought that it was a, a nice, fun game from the special teams. I, I feel like the offense in general has really turned it up from a going wild-ass I mean, yeah. they I feel like they've been doing a lot of really, really fun things. I'm waiting for uh, Andy Dalton to catch a pass uh, in motion uh, <laughs> yeah. and then roll out to the opposite side of the field and, and throw a touchdown right, pass. Touchdown. We'll yeah. see if he gets his Patty Mahomes on. Um, but, yeah, I know. I mean, it was, uh, it was fun to watch a, a game that didn't feel like a lost cause at any point and still lose and secure team tank. I hate I hate to say it, but well, actually, I don't hate to say it because I've been on this for a while. But why is Darian Thompson on this football team? Like, of course, he ruins the cool no Connor, team. Connor, Connor, stop. We're not talking about anything negative today. This is a positive. But this could be I'm going to turn this into positive. There's nothing that we could say to make Reggie this Ro- give Reggie Robinson Darian Thompson snaps. No, because that you're you're showing it. You're wording it as you're getting rid of a guy for another yeah. guy. You're no, not I'm giving elevate a younger everything. guy more opportunities, which is positive. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, to get that guy off the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, when that guy's worse than all three of us, it's like, oh my gosh. All right, sorry, that's, enough, positive ne- that's, podcast. that's enough negative. But seriously, <laughs> I still don't understand. All right, last negative <laughs> thing I'm going to say. He, blo- he blows the special team. I can't help it. I can't help it. Can't it's help so it. bad that I can't help it. Yeah. Like, well, my guy is just yeah. literally the funniest thing about that entire game. And there was a lot of funny things that happened in that game is Ben Roethlisberger threw a horrible pass across the middle of the field to Eric Ebron and Darian Thomas kind of stuck Eric Ebron and he started <laughs> flexing. I was like, bro, you have given up every ball <laughs> thrown your way today. Like no one else has given up in a completion, yeah. but you. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hate it so much, but <laughs> But uh, 
Cole, do you have anything you want to add on the special teams? I mean, it was you'll kind of touch on it already, but it was good to see that they do have the ability to execute and and perform well. I mean, for the, like y'all said, Fausto's been considered as one of the it's one of the best in the game at coaching special teams. And I mean, we've seen some flashes here and there, but a lot of it. I mean, we were complaining about special teams last year, and we've been complaining about special teams this year as well. And it doesn't seem like a lot of things have changed, but seeing them perform like that against the Steelers, uh, even if Darian Thompson did did uh, cost them a touchdown uh, potentially <laughs> in that in that effort, um, it was pretty cool. I mean, speaking of that trick play, I was I like shouted out loud, "What are we doing?" When I saw Cedric <laughs> Wilson like winding up the pass, it and then. He almost, it was almost a turnover. And then I look back up and he's all the way down in the red zone. I was like, how did that even happen? But yeah, I mean, overall, the special teams was, I mean, it was good to watch. It was, they made some plays. They didn't really have any, they have too many miscues or anything like that. And I think that's a big win for this unit that they are able to perform like that, that they're not always going to trip over their own feet and make bad mistakes here and there and all of that. So that's the kind of takeaway I had from, from that game, watching the special teams unit. Yeah, I'd be interested in letting Rico Dowdle do some of the, the kickoff returns yeah. because he, uh, Surprised I, mean, me. again, I mean, again, like, you know, it was kind of a pooch kick. They were trying to pin him, pin him, you know, deep. But, uh, I mean, he showed a little bit of juice, a little bit of, you know, instincts mm-hmm. and, and vision. And I thought he was housing that thing. But, yeah, know, I think, I think, I think for sure, you know, again, Pollard hasn't, you know, he had his struggles. I mean, the beginning part of the year, he was mm-hmm. killing this team with some of his decisions. He's been a lot better here recently. But, um, you know, I think if they ever needed to, to to get another guy back there, I think Rico Dowdle would be an interesting option to have. Sure. Um, but, yeah, like like a lot of you guys said, I thought the creativity from special teams, like that's stuff that I thought we were going to get from John Fossil. And we've seen a couple fakes throughout the year. But stuff like those throwback punts and, you know, throwback that that's the stuff that John Fossil always brings to the table. He's mm-hmm. such a, you know, great. I, I hate to, I hate to call it gimmicky, but almost, yeah. you know, sometimes over the top, you're like, okay, you know, it's let's not get too crazy as special teams, but yeah, sometimes, you know, teams that are so bad at doing just simple things like returning kicks, you know, they got to do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it was nice to see that come out in uh, you know, definitely you, I felt like from, from a, and I'm, I'm, I am keeping this positive. I know it does sound a little negative, but like I thought Mike Nolan did a fantastic job with the way he called defense for the most part. I don't like Darian Thompson being in there on, on third downs on that big nickel package. Um, but I thought that he did a very good job of combating the the Pittsburgh run defense by, by, you know, the, his, his, his formations in the front. Um, he, he, he called blitzes at, at times to put pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I thought he did a really nice job of just showing multiple looks, uh, pre-snap and then changing them post-snap. And, and, and I thought he had a good game. I thought John Fossil, I thought Kellen Moore had a good t- thing. I wish the head coach would have been a little bit more aggressive on some of those fourth downs. Um, but other than that, I thought the coaching staff did well. I thought the team played well. And like Dalton said, in the end, the best thing that happened was they still lost. It was competitive. Okay. You feel good about the, 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 the game. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, a loss is better than a win, and that's what you got. So, um, but I do want to talk a little bit. Do you guys see anything? I'm not even gonna say big, but you know, this is this bye week week is a week that a lot of teams look to make changes, look to bring in players. You know, this is normally a big workout week because you can bring guys in. They can pass their coat. You know, 
especially this year, they'll have time to pass their COVID, um, you know, sit out time. Do you guys see any uh, big changes or additions this week with it being a bye week? Cole, I'll start with you. I don't really see anything anything major. Uh, maybe some minor tweaks here and there. I know they've simplified the defense and all that kind of stuff. I don't see anything. I mean, what kind of players are, are they going to add at this point in the season? Um, I know Steven and Jerry want to win the uh, division and all of that. They want to make a playoff push. But, I mean, if you're being realistic, the best route is to tank or uh, just, you know, you want the best draft pick as possible at this rate. Um, what is winning six games and potentially getting into the playoffs? I want to get blown out going to do for this franchise long term. So I don't think they're going to go out and sign anybody. Um, they've already been a little bit reluctant to sign anybody earlier this season. Um, they, we kind of, some, some of the fan base wanted Earl Thomas another fan that another part of the fan base wanted, um, snacks and obviously neither one came to fruition. Um, I don't know how interested they are. I know they went out and signed Garrett Gilbert and Cooper rush for quarterback, uh, both Andy Dalton coming back will be interesting to see how they manage that situation as far as who they're uh what the pecking order is going to be behind dalton i don't see the any major changes moving forward i could be y'all could be uh disagree with that i just off the top of my head i can't think of anything that's going to be too drastic one way or another dalton you see any coaches getting fired any players getting cut anybody getting brought in because two, uh, two weeks ago, people were like, at the bye week, Mike Nolan's gone. Like, that was like a... Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. No, and this defense is playing better. I mean, they're still not yeah. good, but they are playing mm-hmm. better now. And I think, you know, part of that was cutting some of the dead weight and playing some of these young and hungry players. Right. But I think, you know, another part of it was just you know, a little bit more time on task for the guys who are starting and, and trying to get a feel for everything, um, you know, especially those guys in the secondary. And, you know, we're still throwing new guys in. Savion Smith played uh, a little bit. You have oh. – uh, he was on the field. Um, <laughs> and then uh, you also have the the kid from L.A. I can't remember his name. but uh, L.A.? Yeah, he played for the Rams, but he's now on the Cowboys. He played safety for him in this past game. I can't even think of his name. I don't have Parker? the. Yeah, Parker? yeah, Parker. Wasn't he from L.A.? Oh no, he's been. I think he's been with. I could be. Has wrong. he been on the practice squad? Because I'm pretty sure he was in a. Forty. Yeah, forty. Yeah, I was pretty sure he was with. Yeah, Rams, Dallas. man. Okay. Uh, no, Pittsburgh. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. We're going to figure this out real quick. Because <laughs> he played we're it. We're going to figure this o- out. No, where he played? He played Oklahoma in college, I'm pretty sure. Miami. Yeah. But so, all right. So his, like, first picture is definitely in a Rams uniform. <laughs> so he's he been, must He's have, bounced around a lot, I'm pretty he sure. He must have, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so, okay. So they must have picked him up. And then he went to Miami and Minnesota, and now he's with us. <laughs> and that's like, like the funny, the, the crazy thing to me is like they did it with Gallimore. They've done it with. They obviously started with Diggs. I wish they would unleash Bradley and I and Reggie Robinson. Yeah. And no offense to my guy Parker, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like if there's or Thompson, either one, but like I feel like there's spots for Reggie Robinson to get opportunities, even with what guys. Like what do you Parker. think the deal is there? Why won't they give him snaps? I have no clue. I don't know. Can't tell you. Yeah. I'd say it. I'd say it's because he's not practicing well. But I mean, there's no way those guys are practicing. Yeah, I mean, it can't <laughs> well, be it's worse like than that's that. the thing. Like we've we've seen this multiple times now with some of these guys that come right. in and play. It's like 
he was obviously better. What are we doing right. here? Right. Um, like, and so ne- no, Neville like Gallimore that could be a thing. Unacted- but, like, that's what I'm saying. And like with with Reggie Robinson, like yeah, sure, he's playing safety now, and that's a completely new position. But like you were saying earlier, like. Arian Thompson, like, yeah, or like, or, like if you need him in the corner, corner yeah. right? He, he didn't forget it. It's not like you hit the reset button and he's yeah. like, well, forgot how to play that position. That I'd be <laughs> yeah. Life. But yeah, but again, like, I mean, I know uh, some people think this is like a hot take when I say it, but like, I don't understand why they're giving Armstrong as many ret snaps as they are. When I mean, again, like Armstrong's going into, I think. I can't remember if this is his third year or fourth year, but he doesn't have much time left here. And like Bradley and I's got, you know, four years left. So like, I feel like that would be, I mean, again, it's not like Armstrong's giving you enough to where you can't sit him down for two games and see what an could do in those snaps. And then feel, I mean, cause what if, again, what if an turns into Gallimore and you're like, Oh my God, going into 2021, we have Bradley and I who can play, you know, defensive end. We got, Demarcus Lawrence can play defense here and Randy Gregory, and then you really don't even have to draft an edge rusher unless it screams at the top of the board when you're on the clock. And it's like, that's what I, that, I mean, that's why I said, I said it the other day on Twitter, like that's why I want to play Garrett Gilbert right now instead of Andy Dalton, because that could be your long-term answer backup quarterback. Yeah, like he could cheap. be your backup quarterback for 10 years for, for cheap. cheap. Right. Yeah. And it's like, Andy Dalton's well, not going to be not 10 next. years. He is no, 30. He is 30, but seven seven years you know whatever something but, yeah you know he could be your your long-term option at backup quarterback you know and and we saw you know it was quality quarterbacking i'm not saying yeah. it's going to be like that every week but it, it's crazy what happens when your quarterback knows how to avoid pressure and when he doesn't like the nooch who just got cream clobbered every time he'd gosh <laughs> i'm embarrassed to be from the same state well i guess i'm not from the same state but what a what a difference in quarterbacking from listen, 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 I'm uh, uh, hold on. I'm not going to sit here and just kill a kid's career after one game. I am <laughs> one game where he was absolutely <laughs> positively not ready. This is a seventh round rookie who has never played in the NFL. And that's what it looked like. It looks like a guy who never even got preseason snaps because, oh, yeah. He didn't get preseason snaps. <laughs> and so he didn't know what the hell the NFL was. And then he got out on the field and he pooped on his pants. Like, it it's just what happened. And Garrett Gilbert was like the AAF MVP. MVP. Like, this yeah, is he was. who has played professional football and has been around on different rosters for six years now. So, yeah, I expect him to look a little bit better. Do I expect him to be the future? Not necessarily, but like you said, I would rather see him in there than Andy Dalton because we're obviously not going to have him around next year. Obviously, yeah. I'm drilling the nooch, which... Yeah, man, you've been taking shots at him forever, I'm... and I don't appreciate <laughs> I'm taking shots at the nooch, but I think it was just the amount of sidearm throws that were nowhere near a receiver that made me yeah. want to kill the nooch. <laughs> like if you if you had cut right, the sidearm throws in half, I'd have been like, hey, whatever, you know, it's okay. But after the seventh one that was yeah, like three yards incomplete, I was yeah. like, okay, are we kidding? What are we doing here, guys? But yeah. but no, I mean, um, I just think there's there's in a year like you said, Cole. That mm. I mean, take yeah. it for what you will. Like it's the year, you know, this is a practice year for the yeah. most part. Like. Playing guys like Anai over Armstrong, or even you know, I know Tyron Crawford's been playing a lot of 
Right. There's no reason not to have Reggie yeah. to see what you have going into next year. Like you have sure. to take advantage. I mean, again, with Gallimore, like if you don't release Poe and Tristan Hill doesn't get hurt, Gallimore's probably inactive for most of the year, and you have no idea what he is going into 2021. And I know it's only been, you know, I think he's shown flashes at times in these earlier games, but like he hasn't had a great game until last Sunday. So, like going into last Sunday, you were like, we still don't really know what Gallimore is, but with that extended playing time, with more opportunities, came more information um, that you can take going into 21 and go, okay, you know. We feel pretty solid, not great, about mm-hmm. our two young defensive tackles. You know, obviously Tristan Hill's coming off an injury. We mm-hmm. think Gallimore's just going to improve. We still need to get better there, but those are yeah. two two solid rotational guys to have. And if they need to start, they can. It probably won't be perfect, but we have, you know, some evidence to prove to us that they're going to be okay. Um, and I, I I hope that they do that with Bradley and I and Reggie Robinson before the season's over with. For sure. You guys got anything else before we get on out of here? I don't think we covered it. Watch a ton of college football. If you're a yeah. golf fan, watch the Masters this week. Um, start getting acquainted with some of these draft prospects. You know, in the maybe Sunday, since you don't have Cowboys, sit down and watch some YouTube cuts of some guys. Start to get acquainted with uh, the guys that we're going to be talking about during draft season, which is already here, but not really here. Yeah. Sounds like uh, yeah. sounds like our possible corner, Patrick Sertan, won't be playing this week. Yeah. Sounds like the LSU-Alabama yeah, uh, game yeah, is, is getting, getting canceled. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a name to know, um, which you should yeah. be able to get your, your – and obviously the, the probably the second – second or third guy Farley he opted out so mm. your your cornerback play might be a little low this weekend but Sean Wade out of Ohio State will be out there um some of these defensive linemen who could be as an, an option could be out there um and then obviously if if you're in the camp that wants a quarterback that high they'll all be out there and slinging that thing so um, um actually I don't believe Zach Wilson will be slinging the thing this week I don't think BYU plays well mm. well <laughs> Got Justin Fields. That is true. Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence coming back from the, the rest the, of them. The rest of them. The oh, yeah. Trey Lance either. Like, he's not playing either because he's not oh, yeah. playing anymore. That's what right. are you talking about? So Connor <laughs> there, for the record, was was 50% wrong. I'm just going to – It's I, about gonna, where Connor sits. I know at. we're yeah. on – what's today's date? It's November 10th. We're recording this. If the Cowboys move on from Dak Prescott to draft the North Dakota State quarterback, I'm going to jump out of the second-story window of my house, even though I don't have a second-story window in my house. But <laughs> – I'll be that crushed, but Jerry did say today that no more quarterback for the Cowboys in the top five. So let's go get one of those corners and uh, get better on defense. Let's do it. We'll be back next week. We're talking to star. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week.